Hello and welcome to the Disc Dump Podcast. This is the show where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music in an effort to decide, are we going to keep the disc or are we dump it? And uh, today is the day that we ask the hard-hitting questions. What the fuck is Jay-Z Chavez up to? Here to answer that question is Chris, the co-host of High on Horror and the Geek Peak. What up, homie? Hey, yo, Miles. First and foremost, I have to comment on the fact that we are mustache brothers right now. Let's go. Yo, what up? Stashed up. Um, So Jay-Z Chavez. Yeah, I don't know who that is, but I'll tell you something right now. He ain't. Any is he involved with what we're talking about today? In no way. No, he is the uh, the member of InSync that nobody talks about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, I should have known. Yeah, how did you not know that? He ain't no Lance Bass. Let me tell you. <laughs> I don't I was know like, is the game creator. <laughs> he has nothing to do with anything. I was just wondering when I was in the shower, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna ask Chris. So uh, the answer is we don't know what J.C. Chavez is up to, but I'm assuming it's no good. Um, today we are going to be talking about the 2003 classic War of the Monsters as we continue video game month to start off 2022. Um, so, yeah, uh, I have recently replayed this for the shits and gigs of it, and you, it turns out, played it also at the same time serendipitously. Yes, I had heard that it was on sale through a friend of mine, Red Fox, shout out Night of the Living podcast and Super Slash Bros. Um, He randomly brought up, because I love like a good kaiju anything. um, And this is a kaiju fighting game. And, And he's like, yeah, it's only five bucks on the PlayStation store. And I was like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. So I went <laughs> okay. and copped it and I was messaging our high on horror group chat and Miles was like, oh my God, I'm also playing this. And I was like, yes, let's go. It's fucking awesome. So because this episode of, was meant to be, it really was like a hundred percent. I could tell Josh was just a little bit jealous that he couldn't participate, but that's all right. I'm sure he'll be on in this month at some point. Um, Josh would main, uh, Josh would main like, Kongar in this game. Oh, for sure. He's 100% a Kongar. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, this game is a kaiju game. Before we get into the game too much, what's your favorite kaiju movie? Ooh, that's a good question. So, I feel like the ones that I like are people are ones that people don't like. I really like the, what is it, the, the Matthew Broderick, is it 99 or 2000 Godzilla film? Mm-hmm. I specifically like the velociraptor swarm at the end uh (laughs) with all the baby godzillas um but my other one that i think is like actually the best kaiju movie personally and maybe it's because i'm partial to found footage is cloverfield also a good one yeah i love that film the uh the first one you talked about that old school godzilla and by old school i mean middle of the franchise godzilla movie uh that Mm -hmm. was the first movie i skipped school to watch which is pretty Ah. crazy i was in kindergarten (laughs) and uh my mom said all right here's this note give it to your teacher i couldn't read because i was in kindergarten give this to your teacher and i'll take you out like 45 minutes early from your half day 
kindergarten bullshit. I was like, all right, cool. And uh, I went to the teacher and I was like, I'm going to the movies. And I handed him the piece of paper and I walked out the door and it turned out the piece of paper said, Miles has a dentist appointment. And uh, so I fucking <laughs> ratted myself out because I'm a kindergartner who's being up to no good. But yeah, my, uh, my mom then took me to see it and it was fucking awesome. And another really great movie was Cloverfield. I uh, got it on with my first girlfriend for the second time watching that movie. So that one also has a special place in my heart. Ooh, I will say this. Your, your, uh, your teacher is probably like, oh, like his mom's lying to him because he's scared of the dentist or something. <laughs> Mr. Jones wasn't no fool. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun at the dentist, Miles. Yeah, the next day I came in and he was like, how was the dentist? And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it so, hurt like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I was I always was ashamed that in kindergarten I was one of the 28 kids who didn't know how to read as opposed to the three who did. Oh, man, I don't know why that just came running back to me. Did you know how to read in kindergarten? Uh, I think so. But honestly, I don't really remember. I, I do remember being like an avid reader early on. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't remember if I was reading in kindergarten or not. I think I may have been reading like, obviously at a very at a kindergarten level. <laughs> yeah, okay. I remember but, uh, learning the structure of a sentence and being like, how will I ever fucking understand this? <laughs> <laughs> See, English has always been one of my strong suits that in uh, geography and history, but like, Math and science were always like a black hole for me. I'm like, well, how am I supposed to conceptualize any of this? Like, it's just literally symbols. For sure. For sure. Like, I was also the same way. Uh, my favorite kaiju movie, now that we're talking about it, is probably because I understood that it was campy and I understood that it was just meant for a good time was Kong versus Godzilla. That was a fucking ridiculous movie. <laughs> That's the newest one, right? That's the newest one. Yeah. I fucking... loved that one. A lot of people were like, the story is bad in this. And I'm like, listen, first off, who are you that you're going into a kaiju film complaining about the storyline? <laughs> it's literally a brawler movie about giant creatures fighting each other. Like, it makes no sense to me. But I, I personally really loved it. I enjoyed it. I was super stoked that they dropped it on HBO Max. So I didn't even... I think I did see it in the theaters, but I didn't have to kind of situation. And mm -hmm. I thought it was just a really fun movie to watch. And, you know, the cinematography was awesome. I really liked the other Godzilla too, uh, King of the Monsters. Mm -hmm. That one was freaking awesome. Like I wasn't super into that one myself. I didn't need all of the human plot. But to be honest with you, after I watch it once, most of the time I'll fast forward through all the garbage and just watch the fights. And the fights are so cool. The fights are pretty dope. The fights are definitely pretty dope. Hell, so, my, my dumb ass is like, I liked Rampage. So, you know, like, this is where I'm at. I just, I love kaiju films. Same with Pacific Rim. That's another one that I enjoy. Oh, you're talking about Rampage the movie? Yes. Rampage oh, the I game is on point but rampage the movie is definitely super dumb but the monsters are super cool and watching them fight again i just i, I love seeing things that are massive fight each other and smashing buildings what i like about that is what i don't like about superman is that he'll like fly through buildings and they'll collapse and he'll like save a little girl on a train tracks instead of the millions of people who just like fucking <laughs> <in> disarray <laughs> But casual genocide 
casual genocide from Superman. Hey, he's our savior. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we actually played, uh, what was that, Rampage together, sort of. You, me, and Josh, when we went to the world's biggest arcade, we uh, we all tried oh to play God. it. And then the third character, the coin slot wouldn't work, so I couldn't play. And I was sad. But we almost played that one together. And, uh, that was one of my favorite N64 games. Like yeah. I loved it on the arcade, but playing it on the N64, we had unlimited tries. World so Tour. fun. Yeah, yes. man. Who was your guy in that game? Um, I always really liked. I think the Wolf, and then uh, you know, I got to go with my OG, the the Lizard guy. I forget what his name is, but you know, the Godzilla Value Brand character is. Yeah. Like I just I love the concept of it. Like. It reminds me, did you ever play Burnout? Burnout. Uh, I love the third one particularly, but yes. Okay. Just like wanton destruction for the sake of destruction (laughs) is so fun in a video game because there's no consequences to it. And in Burnout, as in Rampage, they actually give you bonuses and give you like, you know, points and reward you for just absolutely annihilating everything you can. So. Any game I where carnage is rewarded is fucking dope. <laughs> yes, thank you. I I'm with you on that. It's like, you know, I'm not gonna do this in real life, but well, first of all, I'm not 14 stories tall, right. crushing <laughs> crushing skyscrapers. But I, helicopters at each other and shit. Yeah, and then like you know, there's always like the blonde, uh, you know, the starlight, the damsel in distress at the top of the building that you got to snatch out. Hmm. Uh, I was I was definitely always like you had to unlock the ape in that one, even though he was one of the originals from the like arcade in World Tour. You had to unlock him. And then once he was unlocked, it was like I had no eyes for no other. I'm 100 percent a King Kong man. And even though he got his, his spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Kong versus Godzilla, he got his ass whooped. But still, I, I love him so much. They even gave him like a celestial axe and a crown and a throne. And he still got his ass kicked. Yeah, I was about to say, like, even though he lost to Godzilla, which honestly, at this point, it's like, who can kill Godzilla? Because he powers up based on how much shit he takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that axe was so freaking cool. And that scene in Godzilla Kong where he is jumping down and catching Godzilla's radioactive breath or his laser beam or whatever with the axe. So So cool. cool. And like, like like fucking black Panther's armor, like it just gathers up all the inertia and just whops him right back. Oh, yes. And, and like the uh, last thing we'll say about Godzilla versus calling the aesthetic of night city in the fight with the Kaijus. Like I want, more movies to follow through with that like pacific rim 2 in my opinion was garbage Mm -hmm. but i would love to see another pacific rim that is entirely dedicated to kaiju fighting and like gundams versus kaiju which is which is a perfect segue into this game honestly yes so this game is war of the monsters the 2003 game by incog and sony are you familiar with the works of incog uh, not off the top of my head, actually. No. So they took over the Twisted Metal franchise for the second generation of PlayStation. So from 2001 to 2005, they were in charge of the Twisted Metal games. And the only one I was even aware of after 2005 was Twisted Metal Black. Did you ever play that one? I So I never had a PlayStation ever. 
my oh. first PlayStation that I ever had was a PS4. And I'll get into how I actually played this game for the first time, you know, later um, when we're talking a little bit further. But I never played Twisted Metal and I kind of regret it because I feel like it's such a prevalent game for anybody who was a gamer in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Everybody I know loved it. Um, and you you got to tell the listeners what you texted me about unlocking that one character. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so speaking of characters, before we get too far into the twisted metal business. Um, so we've got a series of characters. We've got Kongar, who is the great ape. He is King Kong, 100%, which is who Josh would play. If there was any character he would play, it's Kongar for sure. Um, Robos 47. Um, did you play as him at all? Uh, I tried him out. However, leading into our next character, um, I was preferential more to Ultra V, who is a straight-up Gundam. Straight-up Gundam, yes. I liked his aesthetic a lot more. For for me, personally, it was entirely about the aesthetic for these characters. For sure. The most recent time I beat it, I beat it a couple times in preparation for this. Robo47 was my guy the first time I rebeat this as an adult. And, like... He's pretty cool. He's like uh like War of the Worlds style robot that would like spin mm-hmm. around. He has like a dome head and shit. But Ultra V is a hundred percent like he has swords and shit. He's a hundred percent a Gundam. He's so cool. Now Robo forty seven, uh, I would imagine, because I actually have never beaten the game with him. Um, I would imagine his range is probably better. Yes, he has a really his... good range. Yeah, and I will say, um, we'll get to my character that I mained with, but uh, my my range attacks for my character were trash. Yeah, like, literally were. didn't do anything. He was entirely a fist fighter. We'll skip both your and my main while we're going through these here. We'll get to them okay. at the end here. So um, the next one on the list is Praetor, which I believe is the Praying Mantis, right? Yes, that is probably my second favorite character in this game. Just because it reminds me of that Goosebumps cover, Shocker on Shock Street. I don't know if I've ever read that one. Uh, So the book is whatever, but the cover is awesome. It's a gigantic praying mantis coming down the street. And like the idea, praying mantis is probably the coolest bug, I think, in my opinion. Like he has blade arms. He's basically a scyther. Have you ever seen a praying mantis eat a hummingbird? No, what? I'm going to yeah. YouTube that as soon as we're done with this. Yeah, Jesus man. Christ. Fucking praying mantises eat birds and shit. Like, they're hardcore fucking bugs. So, I'm a, I'm a big bug guy. I know a lot about bugs. So, like, I was pretty into uh, him. But he's a son of a bitch to fight because he just flies away once he starts taking damage. And he's Oh, faster. my God. Oh, my God. He's so annoying. I get so annoyed, like, playing this game. I get... Again, I feel like I'm revealing my hand a little bit, but my guy is so like man to man, like mono mono, just slug it out with you kind of character. Mm-hmm. So if you start leaping around and running, it's a nightmare situation. Also, I'm watching this praying mantis versus hummingbird situation. He's posted on a hummingbird feeder in the video I'm watching mm-hmm. and it's actually ridiculous. He's so fast. He's just like, Wah! oh, my God, <laughs> he he mantises in. He puts his 
he puts his what what would they be called his his blade hands like there's got to be a technical term for it but he is crushing a hummingbird right now yeah he fucks him up so after praetor we get togera who if i'm not mistaken is godzilla right um yes yes togera is godzilla he's probably the worst character in this game if i had to guess like he's the second character you fight in the storyline Kongor's the first one togera is the second one so you fight king kong and godzilla first and second and uh, i had a lot easier of a time with togera than Kongor because he's not fast at all um and then is your guy magmo or ogamo Agamo. So next up, we got Magmo, who is a lava monster with four arms. Uh, how'd you feel about that guy? I thought he was really, really cool. Like for me, my go-to pick would definitely be Magmo or Agamo, just because like I love the like deep earth, you know, sluggers like if you play any video game with me i'm always the brawler like even in shooters i'm like the headstrong go straight in like i never really played gears of war a lot because it's so tactical same like and i played ghost recon when i was growing up a little bit but i was always the guy who's like i'm running and gunning i'm going straight in i'm playing a video game the stakes are low if i die i die but like I'm going to cut down as many enemies as possible. And that's why I love these like deep earth brawler kind of characters. I think and you and I have that in common. I'm definitely the guy with the Gatling gun. It's just like fucking yes. annihilating people hammer in, in call of duty and stuff. Oh, I love that shit. Yep, exactly. And like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of guy who like in runescape, for example, I wanted to use like a war hammer as a even though it wasn't as good as the swords or like other weapons, I wanted like just I wanted to be a beefcake character that would just come in and just you know fuck your bitch. Oh, when we played D and D on the promotional game for Toast of the Realms, you were a barbarian all the way. Yeah, all Mac Beltrax, <laughs> the barbarian dragonborn. Which, by the way, Miles, should we tell him? Tell him what? Should we tell him that we're gonna play another one off? Oh, of course we're going to play another one off for sure. We're doing another adventure with our OG cast. We're going to have Ksenia. Ksenia and um, uh, what was his name? Uh, the, the Hildebrand. Endowed. Oh, uh, Equisitus the Endowed and Hildebrand Cumberbatch <laughs> and Almac Beltrax. We're making a return. And Hell yeah. Shout out to everybody who listened to that episode. Every person that I've talked to who listened to it has given us really good feedback about it. And that was so fun, Miles. You're a fucking awesome DM. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, it's uh, it's by far the most popular episode of my show is when I put that on the, like up like, hey, check out this D&D thing. It is the second most popular type of podcast next to true crime is D&D. So it's pretty wild. Yeah. We had people that were retweeting it from when we posted on our stream that were like, this is an example. This is literally textbook example of beginner D and D. If you haven't played and you want to learn, this is what you should listen to that kind of stuff. So it was, you did a really great job of explaining the rules and we had so much fun. 
Hell yeah. D&D Junior is way better than actual D&D because there's too many fucking rules. So <laughs> you boil it down to the basis of it and you can actually have a really good time. So I liked when uh, Josh skull fucked the dead body. Oh, spoilers for the end. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, we're about to. Um, so it is January now. So if you go to the High on Horror podcast, the first episode of 2022, we played a, uh, a horror movie, like 80s movie themed uh, tabletop game that I invented. So uh, look for that. I'm sure we had a good time. We haven't done it yet in real world time, but in uh, by the time you're hearing this, we have played it, and I'm sure it went awesome. I'm willing to stake my honor on how fire that episode's going to be. So if you haven't heard <laughs> it, make sure you check it out because it's going to be multiple of my favorite things. I had never played D&D prior to playing with you, Miles, and that was a trip and a half. Like, I feel like I learned a lot in terms of one, you know, just basic mechanics of the game. But two, the next time we play, I'm all in on the role playing, baby. Hell yeah. That's what it's all about, my dude. Um, so anyway, back to these characters. Um, let's talk about your favorite character and we'll talk about mine at the end here. So your guy yes. is Agamo, who is one of the Deep Earth people. He's a, oh. the final bad guy of the movie Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. He's like the old gods from Cabin in the Woods. He is literally a gigantic stone. Uh, he almost monster. looks like, yeah, Tiki monster. He almost looks like some kind of Mayan god, and he is so strong. Um, I love throwing a gigantic rock at people with his special. Hell yeah. You can literally like if you're him and you pick like you manage to grapple with somebody, you can throw them halfway across the map with that dude. Like he's so fucking strong. Dude, I did not realize that like because okay. Side tangent, like I had said previously in this episode, I never owned a PlayStation. The first time I had ever played this game was at a sleepover for a birthday party when I was in like middle school going into high school. And I legitimately played this game. I stayed up all night at the sleepover and played it all night because I was obsessed because I love Kaijus and they didn't have this on the Xbox. And I'm like, this game is so cool. Holy shit. Like, why? Why have I never heard of this? Why? Like, why do they not have this on another console? I almost bought a PlayStation just to get this. Um, it's so solid, man. It's a great, like, not only a fighting game, but just a great kaiju game. I would say it gives Rampage a run for its money because it's 3D as opposed to 2D. Yes, it, it literally is like a 3D Rampage. And, you know, it's less emphasis on destroying buildings. But I will say, for example, when I'm playing Agamo, I'm clearing buildings out because I'm like, I don't want you to run away. Praetor, you're not flying away from me. Not on my watch. <laughs> you know, uh, what's what's his name raptros i think is his name the dragon no this is the next one yeah get down on the ground i'm gonna beat you to death with my fists and then i'm gonna eat your heart and gain your courage like i (laughs) love just beating people with a stone monster he's so cool and um you know i will say against the bosses he's not the best because like you're not actually fighting them you're kind of having to jump through the hoops of of boss fights um in general mm-hmm. which i'll ask you this miles 
what are your thoughts on bosses that you have to do like very specific things in order to do damage to them? Um, we will touch on that once we get through the characters. Cause I have a lot to say about that fucking bullshit. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're probably on the same page. I'm yeah. definitely someone who's like, I want to fight you. Like I want to actually fight you. I don't want to jump through hoops to beat you. I want to beat you down. And the hoops are for a uh, jump in, in this fucking game. That's for sure. But we'll get to it. We'll get to it. So, uh, as we talked about, Raptros is the dragon and it used to piss me off that you have to unlock him. As many times as I played through this game when I was a kid, I still have the same memory card that I used. So I still had all the unlock points and I still haven't had enough points to unlock Raptros. It makes me so mad because I really wanted to beat the dragon, but you couldn't. Dude, I thought so when I beat it, um, you know, spoilers, I've actually only beaten it once. I've I've played through it on a couple different characters, but I've only beaten the game once um, on my PlayStation. And I was looking through everyone and somehow I missed that I didn't have Raptros unlocked. And so I started buying skins and I had spent, you know, a hefty amount on skins. And then I looked and I'm like, Oh, let me see what skins he's got. And I look and it's like, you can't buy this because you don't have them unlocked. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like this game is very arcadey, like very arcadey, but I like that about it. Me too. Me too. And uh, the last one is Zorgolanus. Zorgolanus. And he is the um, Mars Attack style alien. Zorgulons. Zorgulons, yes. And uh, (laughs) they are the actual, like, plot-wise, the villains of the game. They're Mm -hmm. like squid monsters with the heads of the aliens from uh, that movie I just mentioned. Have you ever seen Mars Attacks? I love Mars Attacks. Me that movie that movie is so fucking funny. <laughs> I did some research on that recently because I was like, why was that movie so good? You know that was directed by Tim Burton? I didn't know that, no. Yeah, it was directed by Tim Burton and it has an like A-list cast at the time. Fucking um, Pierce Brosnan and shit. A lot of really famous actors. Like, I'll start naming them off in a second, but uh that movie I want to rewatch that actually. Maybe we should do that on High on Horror because technically it is a horror. A hundred percent. That was the first movie I watched with my stepdad. Like my mom brought him around to be like, what do you guys think of him? And we watched Mars Attacks and ate Chinese food. So that's like one of my earlier nice memories. (laughs) So that sounds nice. That sounds really nice, actually. Um, (laughs) We got Jack Nicholson, Glenn Glenn Close, Danny DeVito, Martin Short, Sarah Jessica Parker, Michael J. Fox. Like that Natalie Portman is in it. I didn't even realize Jack Nicholson was in it. Holy shit. I definitely gotta revisit this shit. Jack Black, Pam Greer. Like, there's so many fucking people in this movie that like I'm glad you brought it up because it definitely is like almost a direct ripoff of Mars Attack. Yes, so those are our main characters, with the exception of my main guy, who is um, Kineticlops. <laughs> Kineticlops is uh, your least favorite character and my most favorite character. Yeah, so Kineticlops goes against my play style, which is why I don't like him. Uh, he's very evasive. He's very range-based, um, and he's not a brawler. But you know what he kind of reminds me of is the... Um, the Godzilla that has Walter White in it. Mm-hmm. 
that's those monsters that he fights in that movie remind me so much of Kineticlops. So Kineticlops is like uh he reminds me of Battletoads. He looks like the Battletoads except he's made of electricity with an eyeball as like the nucleus of it. I got to look up Battletoads. Hold up. You don't know Battletoads? Battletoads was a direct ripoff of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the original Sega Genesis. And oh, okay, yeah. uh, one of the hardest games I've ever fucking played in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I love how like in the like 80s and 90s, they're just like, we're going to make games as hard as humanly possible. Like, we don't want you to beat them ever. Yeah, what they would do is they'd make the first like two levels really easy, but then you're pumping quarters into it. So then all of a sudden it would just like get fucking hard because you'd have to like keep putting money in it to keep playing it so that was definitely one of those games hustle mode (laughs) yes exactly so now um before we get into the bosses i think it's time for us to take a brief break and we will be right back Everybody, and thank you for listening to this episode of the Disc Dump, where I talk to Chris from the Geek Beak podcast about the game War of the Monsters. Uh, I appreciate y'all listening. Enjoy his show, uh, the Geek Peak. Check it out; it's a good time. Um, so, last episode, I announced a face drawing contest that I issued on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And by a landslide, I got a very hilarious one where, uh, oh, the picture was a girl who's been hogtied and it's like a wish.com thing for the, the leather that hogtied her. And um, the picture didn't have a face on the girl and it was really off-putting. So I put it out there for the world to answer and answer they did. We had the Porn Stash podcast put a picture of Rick Sanchez over the girl's face, which was pretty funny. Big Drink Energy podcast put a picture of his face on them. The Trash Perspective put a picture of what looks almost like a, uh, we just got two dots and a line. They tried. They tried. At least they submitted. And uh, by far, the number one is the Pub Time podcast. He animated his face over singing to... uh, What was he singing to? That one. So thanks, Pub Time Podcast. Uh, You've been invited on the show. Hopefully you'll hit me up. But it looks like it's true crime and beer, so what could go wrong? But yeah, hilarious. You can see that on Twitter. And um, thank you all for entering, and thank you all for listening. Let's get right back to it. And we're back. Um, we back, baby. We back. So uh, what I liked about Kineticlops specifically is that he's so fast. He's not strong at all. You just have to keep hammering on people, but he's so fucking fast. Um, so this game, it has boss fights, and it has fights where, like, the weaker characters, you fight, like, a hundred of them. And it's, like, oh my God, it's yes. so much crazy shit. But you wanted to bring up the bosses. And like you said, the bosses are, like, you have to do specific 
things in a specific order and you have to deal with the mechanics of a PS2, at least I did, were the yes. mechanics horrifically difficult to deal with when you were playing it on the new PlayStation? Yes. It's the exact same game. So like, you know, as as well well oiled of a machine as the PlayStation 4 is, it's still like the camera would get locked in a, in the wrong spot or like you were not walking the direction yes. that you wanted or like the camera was a big part of it for me personally cuz like a lot of times I'd be fighting someone and I would just be like looking at a building just punching hoping for the best. That's why I like Agamo cuz it's like well, he's got a lot of health, he's a beefcake and you know even if they score some hits on me so be it. But I will say with Kineticlops like I feel like the environment is plays a much bigger role in how you play the game. Like climbing buildings and one of my favorite things to do Miles is to snatch those spike radio towers off of buildings and spear someone with them. Dude. Yeah. Oh my god. And like we'd be remiss to not talk about the fact that this game was so fun to play split screen co-op on or mm-hmm. not even co-op but like the brawl mode. Um like one thing I always got pissed about is all the AI team up on you, even though it's a free-for-all. Right. Yeah, that shit was annoying. I, I definitely have a lot of stories to talk about with the uh, the fucking multiplayer. Oh, my God. The multiplayer was so good in this game. But before we move on, the, the fucking bosses. So we got three bosses in this fucking game. We have Goliath Prime, who is the one I hated the most. The uh, Gol- Goliath Prime is like a helicopter robot. He has two helicopters for arms, and he throws a bunch of bombs, and you have to pick up the bombs and throw them back at him. But like you said, the camera does not cooperate with you mm-hmm. at all. Also, it's like uh, in modern video games, it'll give you a hint after you've died a couple times. It'll be like, hey, here's how you should beat this character. And in this one, it took me so long to figure out that I was supposed to climb on top of the pillar when he went to helicopter mode. Yep. You do get like there's little question marks around that like will appear after you've been fighting for like 10 fucking minutes. (laughs) Like like they say, if you you go into a ring with Mike Tyson, you learn how long 30 seconds is. This was the Mike Tyson of boss fights. Like it took so fucking long to kill this dude. So he throws a – well, first you fight a bunch of ant monsters that I'm really upset you couldn't play as in the game. I know. I thought the same thing. Uh, Again, you know, you and I, I feel like are kindred spirits in the fact that we love insects. Like I wanted a giant tarantula creature too. Right? Like, where's the sequel to this game? Uh, So you fight, like, a bunch of ant monsters, and then the boss comes out, and he throws three bombs at a time. If one of them touches you, they all explode. You have to pick it up, run close, jump on a pillar, and throw it at him in order to hit him. And you have to do it in a short window, because if you miss the window, he just automatically dodges. Like, there's no hitting him once he starts getting ready to throw shit. I've gotten so many times it would have hit him right in the face, and he just, like, like clip jerks right out of the way of it and then hits you with a fucking bomb oh my god it was the worst part of the game dude also when you throw the bombs it's like you have to like target him in Mm -hmm. order to like you have to do like the snap target button i think it's like you click in on one of the thumbsticks or something but um it pissed me off because it's like i'm throwing it at him and i because this is an older game, I was trying to do too much in terms of like a newer game. Uh, some of the moves that I was trying to pull would have worked, 
but because it's so like there is an exact science to how you have to do it, which felt very much like a, you know, classic Nintendo game kind of to a, to an extent. That's uh, it's definitely a PS2 thing. Like, it's a shame you didn't have PS2, so we couldn't really like touch on it. But like, there were so many games where it was like, uh, what was it? Uh, Marvel Nemesis is what it's called. Everyone who you like grapple somebody, whatever character you're playing, throws them automatically in a different direction. So you need to know the mechanics of like when you're Storm, you throw them to the right. Whereas when you're the thing, you throw them straight forward and shit. Like it was just such a like technical. That was what the mechanics of the PS2 were, where you had a specific skill set and you had to know them for each character as to exactly how it would function. And this game is no exception to that. Yeah, and then let's not forget, while you're fighting Goliath Prime, you've got rocket bunkers on the front of the base that are shooting at you periodically, which I was like, all right, you're dead. Like, I went and murdered every human being that was in those rocket bunkers because I was like, this has got to be taken care of because this pissed me off. And I then, didn't even know you could do that. Like, they would just fuck me up every time I got close. Well, yeah. I mean, I only learned it because I was fighting for fucking 15 minutes. Right. <laughs> it is by far the most difficult part of the game is the first boss fight. Oh, my God. It was so annoying. But then that brings us to the second boss fight, which is Vagon, the vegetable monster. Um, I found myself irritated because I could survive all day long fighting it. But there was just like narrow windows that you could actually attack it. Dude. This one was the one that I was actually getting pissed off at because mm-hmm. I didn't, again, Agamo is really slow. He is not a mobile character. So like the, the chain attack that he would do where he like launched missiles and they would kind of trail behind you. So hard for me to dodge with Agamo. I'm sure man, like that shit sucks. <laughs> I was getting so pissed and I was like actually yelling. I thankfully at this point in my life, I don't rage over video games as much as I used to when I was in high school and college and in middle school. I used to be a video game rager for sure. But now it's like, ugh, this is so annoying. But I will say I was yelling at my TV. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I killed like seven monsters at once, but this plant's going to kill me because I can't dodge these attacks. Like, give me a break here. That was the benefit, like uh, the robot one that I did. He can fly. The flying characters have a massive advantage over the characters that can't fly because especially in this fight, like shit just follows you. But if you can like suddenly fly, it will miss you completely. So I had no difficulty with this one other than the fact that you have to like grab something and throw it right at the right moment. So mm-hmm. I was like, I, I think it took me like a half hour to beat this dude just because I couldn't get the timing right. So fucking annoying. It also took me around 30 minutes to be like the rest of the game. You just like literally power through and all of the fights are super fun and rewarding. But then you get to the boss fights and you're like, this sucks. Yeah, for sure. Like that's where this game lacks is those fucking boss fights. Yeah. And then the last one is the final fight of the game. And his name is Cerebluon. Cerebulon. Cerebulon. That makes more sense. And he is the king alien that you like knock out of space and you have to fight him in Washington, D.C. And usually a combo is at most four and he does an eight hit combo on you. You can be blocking. It doesn't fucking matter. He will fucking wreck your shit if you let him get close to you. And it was so fucking annoying. Dude, I 
So you're fighting in Washington DC on the mall like on the National Mall or like sorry, someone was drag racing outside my house. Florida. <laughs> um <laughs> but you were like fighting like right around either the Capitol building or the white I think it was the Capitol building. But one of the government buildings, and um, it got to a point where I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Like, I really just don't. And I was hiding behind like random pillars of the, like on top of the building, as he was just laser beaming me. And thankfully, like they they do make it pretty easy because they give you multiple lives. But if I had only had one life in this. Uh, like against any of these bosses, I would have been so pissed because possible. Yeah. And, and you know what? Like dying in this game makes me almost feel like I didn't actually beat the boss. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The first time I played it, I never beat the final boss because it was just like, how am I supposed to do this? Like it's so hard, (laughs) but yeah. So, uh, the final boss of the game is definitely a big alien dude and like, whatever. Cool. It's, there has to be a plot, I suppose, but there are a couple circumstances where you fight a bunch of something. Um, there's a point where you have to fight two of the praying mantises. The one of the most annoying parts of the game, because you'd like lay a can of whoop ash on one of them. They'd almost be dead. The other one would come and they'd fly away and get health. Oh, my God. oh yes. And, like the thing is too, they were so evasive that with the gamo, like I'm throwing the stone at them, hoping, and they're like dodging it midair, and I'm just like, all right. There's also really tall buildings, so unless you can fly, you have to like climb buildings very slowly to catch up to them, and you can't catch up to them. And then at the same time, they drop Congor back on you, the person you kill in the first fight, and he's Robot Congor, and Congor, Mecha Congor, and he has zero remorse for beating the fuck out of you. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, um, this is obviously a throwback to like old school kaiju games and stuff. So the levels, like the actual maps are like different landmarks in the world. So like when you're fighting the, uh, what was his name? Ultra V or something like that. The, the, um, yeah. Ultra V when you're fighting the ultra V robots, you're in Tokyo. Dude, the, the dual ultra V fight is so sick. Like it's so cool, yes. Everything's it, neon and shit. Yes, and uh, okay. We'll we'll take this moment to ask. What's your favorite like battle site in that game? Uh, I like the one that's supposed to be San Francisco, where it's like a big hill, and then you like go yep. down to the ocean, and there's like a volcano off to the side. I think it's called like soon. It's something tsunami, like yes. so, you know, some wordplay on tsunami. But that's definitely my favorite map as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's super cool. Um, So I watched this video about secrets of the different maps. And at that one, if you crush all the trees and smash two specific buildings, it will make the whole map implode. And it becomes like this big canyon where you have to jump from platform to platform while you fight. But the likelihood of you ever being able to do that in the game is like impossible. I don't know why they put this in the game. But then on top of that, if you do a bunch of other shit, you can make like steam pipes go off after that. That will just like automatically kill people who land in the steam pipes. Dude, that is so cool. 
I'm like tempted to just as soon as we get done with this, since I watched the praying mantis killing the hummingbird video, I <laughs> I think that I'm probably going to end up uh, playing and doing that because yeah, you have to like set it up as two player mode, even though there aren't two players just to like make sure you can do it because you have to crush every single tree. You have to kill two things on the dock and then you have to knock down two buildings and that's how you initiate it. That's that's really cool, actually. And uh, the fight where you fight the Connectoclops is on like Three Mile Island. You have a bunch of nuclear reactors and shit. Mm-hmm. That one <laughs> I hate because of all the electricity in the center section. Exactly. So what you do is there's a button that you can run up to. And if you punch the button, it will like fill the center with like molten lava and then once the molten lava comes down, if you hit any of the nuclear reactors, it generates like unlimited kinetic energy that you can just like immediately fill up your like special bar and just like for, you, for are, specifically for kineticlops. Like it's no, it's whoever can stand on those things. It's like a pillar of blue and it will immediately fill up your bar. So you're just like throwing specials back and forth at each other. Just unlimited and it's fucking crazy. Oh, my God. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I've never done either of these things, but I just watched a video on how to do it, and it looks extremely elaborate and difficult to do if somebody's trying to kill you the whole time. <laughs> By the way, the the map that's kind of like San Francisco with a volcano, Sunopolis. Sunopolis. Yeah. And uh, the last map thing that I learned is um, when you're at the place where you're fighting the Ultra Vs in Tokyo, if you look off in the distance, there's one of the spaceships that comes and abducts you at the end of the fight. If mm-hmm. you throw shit at that spaceship, it will shoot the water and create giant tsunamis that will blow through and like smash the city and shit. Oh, dude, that's Sunopolis. I definitely want to try that. Yeah, it's the is that the one where there's the Ultra Vs? Yeah, when I'm, you fight two of them. Yeah, yeah. So if you throw shit at that spaceship, it'll do that. And apparently, you can even like kill the spaceship, but it takes forever. So, yeah, that was, uh, that's a pretty cool map shit that they put in there. That's really hard to unlock, but at least it's a thing. Um, so what else did I mention that we were going to talk about here? Um, well, we were going to talk about the, the multiplayer stories that we both have. Um, yeah, why don't you take that one away? What was So you said you were having oodles of fun doing that at sleepovers and stuff. Did you play it more than once? No, it was literally one night. It was my friend's birthday. We went and played Manhunt, which is, you know, another great game. A go-to uh a go-to birthday game for middle school kids. Nowadays they're like, let's play Fortnite. Back in right. my day, it's like, let's run through people's yards and hide in trees and shit. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah, we played a lot. Like it got to the point where everyone else I think was pretty much burnt out on the game and I was still like more, more, more. There are very uh, few games that are like this. Like, I totally get it. It's addicting as shit. It's so fun. I would, you know, you were talking about having like a modern, not even a remake, like a sequel would be fucking awesome. And I also, I want to touch on, I actually like the 1950s style, like, Mm -hmm. you know, posters that you get before every fight. I think that's really cool. Me too. The aesthetic of the game is fucking dope. Like there are very few complaints I have about this game. The camera work is number one for shizzle. Yeah. yeah. But what's uh, your what's your second favorite? Uh, like 
What's your second favorite part of this game? My second or favorite. I should part I should say map. Second favorite map, but also like, what's your favorite part about this game besides it being kaiju's? Um, well, like the Las Vegas level is pretty dope because there's like the hard yes. rock cafes in there and you can smash the giant guitar and then pick it up and whop people with it. I was literally so just good. about to say like the, the Midwest kind of map that they have where all the helicopters and the, the robot from the humans, they drop down. I think, is that the same one that we're talking about? Yeah, it's the same one. And like, I play as the robot. That's like the second fight in that one. Oh, it's so good. And he has really good range and he can fly and he can like, if somebody gets close to him, he can just spin and send them flying. He's a really cool character. Mm -hmm. Um, So my stories, as far as the multiplayer of this was, I used to live next to this guy named Lowell. L-O-W-E-L-L, and he had a speech impediment, so instead of being like, my name's Lowell, he would just say, my name's Willie, so we called him Willie, and um, Willie was super fucking cool, and he and I used to play this game so much that we'd be like, how about instead of fighting each other, let's try and smash every single thing on these maps, <laughs> and uh, we would do it to the point where we were like ripping up train tracks and shit, like we destroyed everything, so, and like the more you would destroy, and then when the level, like when you'd kill each other and the fight would end you'd get more points so we were just like maximizing points every time and i still to this day do not have enough points to unlock the character (laughs) i will say that beating the dragon is pretty easy uh on like the it's not three mile island but like that uh airstrip map yeah the um the pearl harbor map I do like how they have like planes taking off in it. And like, I would always rip the wings off and then beat someone to death with it. And that's another thing, picking up stuff and not throwing it at people and using it to bludgeon them was always so fun. Like, it's like, Oh, let me take this, uh, you know, water tower and just beat you with it. Like, it's so fucking awesome. Especially when you knock someone on the ground and you just like unload on them while they're on the ground, just whop, 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 whop. Oh, it's so fucking satisfying. And the spears, when you throw the spears, it is by far the most effective thing you can do because they have to struggle to like yank it out. So you can run up to them and just beat the fuck out of them. And by the time that they pull it out of their hands, you can knock them away and pick it up and do it again. Dude, I will say like the the multiplayer, like when I was playing with, you know, local co-op or local split screen or whatever, um, people spearing me and just wailing on me was the number one cause of death for me. Um, For sure. It was definitely the advantage was you'd go and find those things first. Yeah, which meant that the more mobile characters were automatically at an advantage because you could just bop around especially when there was more than one person brawling mm-hmm. um but yeah i i'm gonna make it my personal mission to unlock raptros because i've never played like so you haven't unlocked him uh my question i guess would be like can he just fly for an unlimited period of time or is he like every other character it, where he has a jump? it uses his energy but it uses less energy than anybody else I definitely need to unlock him because he yeah, he was really cool. sick and he's got a really dope skin where he's like a bone dragon too. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's he's fucking kick ass. They use their wings as punching and you have to fight two of them at the same time. And they are such a good tag team. Like they yeah. are designed to be two of them at a time. And like the only reason I beat that level is because sometimes really big buildings fall down and crush a character 
and like one of them accidentally crushed itself. And that's the only reason <laughs> I was able to beat it this most recent time because they fucking kick your ass. Yeah. And like you said, the the mobile characters, like especially in tag team fights, they just dip out. They climb as high as they can and start healing. And you're like, get down here so I can break your neck. Get down here so right. I can Peter Jackson, King Kong, break your T-Rex jaw in half. And I feel like you can almost do that, like, especially if you grapple them. It's, it's so hard to grapple them, but I was so good at it when I was a kid. If I played this game now at my 31-year-old self and I played against fucking, what was it, 2003, so my 12-year-old self would kick my ass at this game. Yeah, <laughs> so, same. Like, the minutia of it is so important, knowing exactly what you can do at exactly the right times. Um, if, they, if they released a modern version of this game, I would want a spectator mode where you're just like a soldier that's deployed for the National Guard. And like <laughs> you're just going street to street, first person, Call of Duty style. And like buildings are just collapsing around you and you're like doing no damage and you're shooting at these giant monsters. And it's a completely ineffective mode. Like you're never going to kill the monster, but you just get to see from the ground level. That would be a really cool like game type. Or if you made it like the latest uh, Battlefront game where you're like everyone's a stormtrooper for a while and then if you get enough kills, all of a sudden you're like the big thing. Yeah, that would be dope. That would be awesome. Hell yeah. All right. Pay attention, Sony. We're, we're giving you the best ideas here. Um, so I looked up the cheat codes for this game, right? And oh, this, is, this is what I was waiting for. Yes, Incog is uh, formerly known as Incognito, which was a company that, like, they basically just worked for PlayStation. I'm pretty sure that the original game that they made was Medieval for the PS1, but um, they basically took over the Twisted Metal franchise in 2001, and they went to 2005. I didn't know there was another game after Twisted Metal Black, but Twisted Metal Black is the only one that matters because if you want to do anything, cheat codes of any kind in war of the monsters you need to have on your memory card a save file of having beaten uh twisted metal black wild mechanic they're like oh what's that you want to cheat well go buy this other game right <laughs> like i never like to me twisted metal black was the newest one because i had a game informer that it was all about twisted metal black yeah. back when game That's informer was a thing I never played Twisted Metal, but that's always the one that comes to mind. If anybody mentions Twisted Metal, it's always Twisted Metal Black. Willie and I used to play Twisted Metal 1 and 2 for the PS1, and that's another game where the mechanics were more important than actually being good at the game. Like You had to know exactly how it worked. And it's like Cars with Guns, and Rob Zombie not only did the soundtrack, but he was also a character in the game with Mr. <laughs> Zombie. <laughs> Unleash the Dragula. Dragula was literally one of the songs that would just play on a loop in one of the maps. Like you just heard Dragula over and over and over. It was so good. And uh, I remember there was a bad guy that was like a backhoe that had guns on it. And I always called him Mojo Jojo because I think his name was Mojo. And uh, I was really into the Powderpuff Girls. So Mojo Jojo. The N64 knockoff that I played that was a car based combat game was called Vigilante 8. Never even heard of that. And I picked it up for my N64 and I was like, oh, I'm going to pick this game back up because it was one of my favorites back in the day. And I played it and I was like, this game is fucking horrible. 
It's so bad. There's like a beekeeper vehicle where you use bees as a weapon. And I was like, the bee guy is still cool, but this game is trash. That's awesome, though. Like, it sounds like it had a good idea, just didn't execute. Yeah. So, uh, Incog went out of business in 2007 after having such uh, great games as Calling All Cars and Warhawk. This is the only game that wasn't Warhawk. car-themed, was uh, War of the Monsters, and it's by far the most memorable, in my opinion. Because I remember the old school Twisted Metal games before Incog got in on it, and then I remember this game. So I understand why they went out of business if they peaked in 2003 and continued to 2007. 2003 was a hell of a year. It was a hell of a year. (laughs) Jessica Biel's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. She's so hot. (laughs) (laughs) We did an episode of High on Horror, our horror movie podcast, about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I will stand by my decision to just say she's so hot every time she comes up in that episode because she's so <laughs> fucking hot. Oh, my God. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about with this game? No, I think we covered the majority of it. Um, I just want to say that it's $5 on the PlayStation Store. And if you've never played this game, even with the shitty camera mechanics, it's worth having because it does have like a brawl mode. Where you can just put as many enemy, you I think up to four or up to three enemies on um, on a map and just duke it out, which is sick. And it's split screen, so you and a friend can get down on some kaiju battles. Which we need more games like this. Like the closest thing to a modern kaiju game that we've had is Evolve. Did you ever play that one? I've never played that one. No. So it's a. Uh, asymmetric kind of game so you have four players on the other team who are hunters they're monster hunters and then you are the monster or you can be one of the hunters but who would who the fuck would do that um and they have like all kinds of crazy technical like traps and weapons and stuff but um the concept is as a kaiju you run around and there's three stages of your kaiju like uh strength so level one, you definitely can't beat the hunters. Maybe you could pick one off if they get separated, but you have to go around and there's wildlife that you have to eat to level up and you grow your creature. And as the creature grows, he becomes more powerful. You get more abilities. Um, like there's an in-game unlock screen that pops up. And long story short, you get to level three and you become a freaking menace. And there's different game types and stuff, but... I just love the idea of feeding on like other alien life forms in order to grow your creature so that you can be unbeatable. Hell yeah. It kind of reminds me of uh, Katamari Damacy in that way. You just roll, roll, roll and get bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> yes. And I like the, so it was meant to be like an online competitive game. Unfortunately, it died out pretty quickly online, but I still play that game from time to time on my Xbox One. Um, I'll just jump in and play against AI, and it's so fun to be like, I just love being a kaiju. I don't know what else to say about it. Like, that's that's really where I'm going with this. Kaiju games are fun, man. So, downsides of having this for the PS2. Camera fucking blows. Loading screens are so long and saving it takes 
so long. I do not have a modern PlayStation, although that may be remedied if I make a decent income here soon. What do you think, brother? Do I keep it or do I dump it? You 100% keep this until you can get it on another console because it is that kind of game that you can revisit and come back to and just play. And like I said, co-op. Like, how many games nowadays are actually split screen? Not enough, period. And Not enough. Like, this game will... I described it as an arcade-style game. And that's because you can hop in, play it for a bit, and then not touch it for months or years and come back to it. And it's still going to be fun. Like, it's just a really fun, cool game. And I've only beaten it with one character. And I definitely want to go back and beat it with other characters. Now, I will say, like, I wish the bosses didn't exist. Because I would play, I would have beaten it with every character already. But that being said, you know, it is what it is. Product of its time. Um, but highly, highly recommend you keep it. And I would highly recommend anybody who is listening to this, who hasn't played it and has access to a PlayStation, go cop this five bucks on the PlayStation store is nothing for a game like this. And yeah, it's a great party game too. Like, I think it's, it's not difficult to pick up and learn. Right. And, uh, yeah, the only other $5 investment that I've made that would be better is Fallout New Vegas. So, like, that's also $5 on the store right now. So What? Okay. Yeah. That game's definitely better than this one. But But it's still, like, a very solid $5 game. It looks like you have a ghost among you, Chris. There's, like, shadows moving. Is there another human in that room with you? Yes. Okay. So, uh, our... We're mixing kaiju's and ghosts right now. <laughs> that's right. one. That's one boss they're missing is a ghost boss. You know, that's Sony. Listen up, bro. <laughs> All right. So you and I are on a show together regularly called High on Horror. Why don't you tell the audience about it? Yeah. So High on Horror, we go through. Uh, we've been picking some of our favorite horror movies, of which there are so many. Uh, between you, so many. myself, and Josh from Four Nerds by Nerds, and we've been told that our show is pretty good, and we have a ton of fun, lots of laughs. Um, we talk about. We go pretty much beat for beat in most of these movies. Do a review at the end, um, and. Let me put it this way. If you like horror movies, you should be listening to our podcast because there is we're out here recommending some really, really good horror movies, including ones that I had never seen prior to doing the show with y'all. Um, and that's part of the fun is most of the episodes that we've had, at least one of us hasn't seen the film unless it's like a super popular, you know, horror classic. Um, so it's been expanding my horizons in terms of horror movies. And we cover movies from all different decades we've done some movies from the 80s some 90s stuff um even early 2000s yeah we've we just did antlers recently um and it's it's a blast uh so if you are a horror fan you know shameless plug here definitely check out high on horror because it's worth your time i listen to all of our episodes that's how much i enjoy it we're like a super group. Like we took these three moderately popular podcasts and we came together and we made one that's like more popular than any of our other shows. <laughs> yes. Like such a good time. Yeah. I mean, my co-hosts at the Geek Peak listen to our show and they're like, your show is awesome. 
So like, you know, podcasters loving podcasters, but that being said, like definitely check it out. Uh, at high H on H pod is our Twitter and Instagram. Um, and you can find us on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. That's high on horror. We also have a uh, threadless where we're selling a bunch of merch. We have a ton of designs. H on H. I think it's H on H pod dot threadless.com. Josh great. always plugs this one. <laughs> yeah. Right. And uh, like you just mentioned, you're on another show called uh wow, I almost said four nerds by nerds. That's not your show. That's Josh's show. Your Sometimes show is come on TV. four nerds by nerds. <laughs> We're basically co-hosts of that one too, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> we all at this point, me, Josh, and Miles collaborate like at least once, twice a week. Uh or once or twice a month at minimum. But um yeah, my other show is just a general pop culture show. We cover TV, movies, music. Um, we do alcohol reviews every week um, where we talk about different adult beverages that we're sipping on. Um, and that is Geek Peak, Peak Like a Mountain. And uh, yeah, we love Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. And we also get into some dramas and we do brackets. We um, we did like Miles was on an episode. It was the tournament of villains. So our favorite villains of cross pop culture. Uh, we do we did a Disney um, song bracket, which was very contentious of <laughs> what our favorite Disney songs were. So we, we try to switch it up. Um, but definitely check that out as well. If you are into that kind of stuff at Geek Peak on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and we also have a Facebook page and our website is geekpeakpod.com and that has links to everything. Hell yeah. And if you want to follow me on socials, it's just disc dump with a C. You've obviously found us with that. So just the disc dump, you type that in, you'll find me. And if you want to email me, it's discdumppod at gmail.com. That's D-I-S-C-D-U-M-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. Don't forget that little pee-pee in there. It's important. And uh, I also have a thread list now. That's discdump.threadless.com where you can get all of your shirts. I am making a few new ones, especially for the uh, the alien section that we did we had a lot of times where I was like, oh, well, there's a new T-shirt. <laughs> so, yeah, check those out. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so. Uh, Wait, Miles, I, you should plug your uh, your new business that you started that you're making fire, just straight fire, 3D prints. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Um, it's uh, my other podcast is called Toast of the Realms, where we play D&D. And I already had that name in my custody. So I was like, fuck it. Let's just make my business called Toast of the Realm. So you can find me on Etsy or wherever. I will 3D print things for you. I've had a lot of commissions and everybody seems to be pretty happy with them. So, yeah, check out my 3D prints, Toast of the Realms. All righty. Um, I used to ask people, what would you like to recommend? And it just occurred to me, is there anything you'd like to recommend to the audience? Hmm. So, yes, I have been watching a show that I somehow missed. It apparently was originally on Max. I don't know if that's Cinemax or what. Yeah. Um, but it's on HBO Max now. It's called The Nick. Have you ever Ooh. seen the show, Miles? I've seen some of it. That's like old school Tom Hardy, right? Uh, no, it's Clive Owen um, is the leading actor, but... Maybe maybe Tom Hardy's in it. I'm only in season one, but um, basically it's a hospital period piece. Uh, oh right, yes, yes, yes. 
about this like brilliant surgeon who is like pioneering a bunch of new surgical methods in the early 1900s um, in New York City at a hospital called the Knickerbock. That's why it's called the Nick. Uh, that's K-N-I-C-K. And the writing is razor sharp in this oh, show. Yeah. Like the writing is amazing. I am super attached. It's a drama, um, but it is so good. And it is criminally underrated and under talked about. Like, I don't know why nobody has ever mentioned the show to me. Uh, it's right up there with Breaking Bad, The Sopranos, like those kind of good shows. Shit. Yeah. Hell so yeah. I would highly recommend that one. I'm uh, three fourths of the way through season one. So I'm pretty stoked about it. I think I'll probably want to do an episode on the Geek Peak at some point, but nobody I know has seen it. So, um, you know, Miles, if you if you end up catching that and you want to talk yeah. to Nick, let's do it. Yeah, after I finish Wheel of Time, that's where I'm headed. Sounds good. Oh, Wheel of Time is so good, dude. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I haven't I've barely touched my toe into it, so we'll see what happens here. Alrighty, audience. Well, until next week, I'll catch you later. Toodles. <laughs>